your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, May 24th, 2021. Cannot believe it's almost the end of the month already. Pretty soon we'll be looking at June 1st, and that'll be Little Q's birthday. Little Q's 18th birthday. I don't know at what point I'm going to stop calling him Little Q. So Little Q's going to be 18 on June 1st. Pretty awesome. Graduates high school on June 8th. Then he's going to be going to Western Oregon. He ultimately decided to go to Western Oregon, uh, so I'm excited about that. He's going to have his little signing day, a uh, little ceremony on the 7th, then graduates on the 8th, so I'll be in Fresno, California for those couple days, but uh, very excited about that. Uh, but man, we're already looking at the first of the month. That is unbelievable. But hey, before we get to the first, we got to knock out the 24th through, through the uh, end of the month, right? So let's go ahead and jump into today's show. It is being brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com. I'll tell you more about it at the uh, during the show. During the show, I'll do that. So uh, coming up on today's show, segment number three, calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Got a lot of feedback straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. It's funny, man. Uh, we've been having, I think we've been having some great conversations. I feel like the shows have been really good throughout the course of the offseason. And I just wanted to thank Raider Nation for, you know, helping along and, and having a lot of fun throughout the course of the offseason. I know everyone's not 100% thrilled with every show that we've had during the offseason. But at the same time, I think we've done a really good job navigating through free agency through the draft and now leading on up to you know the, this little stretch before training camp starts and then the regular season so I just want to give you a, a big salute and uh yeah I appreciate all the feedback and all the love so segment number three your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line segment number two got to talk about the big elephant in the room David Irving I fell for a banana in the tailpipe again David Irving, the guy that I thought was going to be a factor or had a chance to be a factor for the Raiders defensive line. Friday, the news rolls out that he has been released. So we'll talk all things David Irving. Please believe that there was not going to be a show that went by without me being able to get on his helmet. And believe me, he deserves for me to get on his helmet. So that's coming up in segment number two. It's almost going to be Chris Warren the third style. If you're if you were with me back in 2019 when Chris Warren the third was released by the Raiders after having a whole off season to kind of get into get into gear and figure out what he's supposed to do and then gets it released immediately yeah David Irving's about to get the business he's going to get that in segment number two here in segment number one news and notes just collected over the weekend and a lot of it came from Friday so let's go ahead and just jump right into that so the biggest piece of news that rolled out on Friday afternoon, I remember I was on my radio show on Fox Sports Central Texas and all of a sudden uh, got, the, got the release from the Raiders saying that they released David Irving. Just a simple, we have released defensive lineman David Irving. Just couldn't, I was like, are you kidding me? David Irving has been released already? And a lot of people hit me up on Twitter. I know I quote tweeted that tweet and said, uh, I fell for a banana in the tailpipe again. And I think that got retweeted or liked 200 something times. A lot of people saying, yeah, cue me too. I just thought David Irving was going to be a factor 
after. I didn't know what he was going to do, you know, because he's had this kind of career where it's, he has all the ability in the world. You know he could be great, but does he want in his heart to be great? He's got to have that in him. You know, he's got to have that dog in him that he wants to be the dude. And I've always said it. I always would. I'd rather have a guy that I have to pull back and say, hey, I need less from you than a guy that I got to push and say I need more from. I just That's just me, what I prefer. David Irving is a guy with all God-given athletic ability, but he just doesn't maximize it. He doesn't push himself. He doesn't try to be great. And I know he did that great interview with JT the Brick on Raider Nation Radio 920 where he said all the right things and he was going to go out there and prove that he was going to be the guy. Well, all of a sudden it is May and he's already released. So there goes that pipe dream. David Irving, a done deal. And like I said, a lot more conversation about him coming up in segment number two. But that was the biggest uh, piece of news. I know Vinny Bonsignor from Raider Nation Radio 920 and also the Las Vegas Review Journal uh, put out a tweet, said on, on another Raiders defensive line tidbit from a development comeback standpoint, getting good feedback on how hard Darius Phylon and Darius Steeles have been getting after it during OTA. So that's positive. But I'll tell you right now, uh, I, I know that, you know, fans are always going to look for something to kind of latch on to and say, oh, this player is playing really well. And I think this player is going to be a big time player. Early phases of the offseason workouts and, and during OTAs, you don't really know what these guys are going to be. They could flash all they want. They could flash during practice. But until they actually get into, you know, a training camp setting, you really don't know. But it's good to hear that. It's great to hear some positivity that Phylon and Steels are looking pretty good. But again, it's so early in the process that you just don't know. So, David Irving, now out on the open market. So that, that was the first piece of news that rolled out on Friday. Then the Raiders sent out an email talking about their preseason schedule had been finalized. And it's funny because I think two or three days before that, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday last week, I had got a tweet saying, hey, Q, do you know the preseason schedule yet? Have they put it out there? And I said, no, nah, but it should roll out any day now. And boom, of course, a couple days later, the Raiders roll that out again Friday afternoon. I was already doing my radio show, so I didn't really have an opportunity to even tweet about it or anything. I was just busy doing the show. So here it is. Here's the Raiders preseason schedule. Saturday, August 14th, they're going to play the Seattle Seahawks at 6 p.m. That'll be on Fox 5 KVVU-TV in Las Vegas. Saturday, August 21st, they're going to be in L.A. taking on the Rams at 7 p.m. That game is also on Fox 5 KVVU-TV in Las Vegas. And then Sunday, August 29th, they close things out at San Francisco, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. That game also, Fox 5, KVVU-TV in Las Vegas. So there it is. Remember, this year there's only three preseason games, not four. So you got Seattle, the Rams, and San Francisco, August 14th, August 21st, and August 29th. And then preseason is a done deal. They're on to cutting down the roster, making the 53-man roster, and then preparing for the opening game of the season, which is Monday, September 13th in Las Vegas against the Baltimore Ravens. So there you go. That's the preseason schedule. And we've already talked in great length about the regular season schedule. So now you can officially put dates on all the games. And my final little nugget I have here for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast really isn't any kind of news or anything. It's just a little bit more conversation about the the, the topic we had on Friday uh, when we were talking about Julio Jones. And that was uh, segment number two of the Locked On Raiders podcast on Friday. I was on there with Vinny Bonsignor. And of course, there was a couple calls straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line talking about Julio Jones as well and the thing is I'm not against the Raiders making a move for him I'm not I've said it multiple times I just want to make this perfectly clear he would be immediately the best wide receiver on the squad if they went and made that move for him I only had two questions and really one of the questions isn't even really a concern neither one of the questions is really a major concern for me I I just inquiring minds want to know you know that's that's the only reason I ask 
One is the compensation. What would they have to get, give up to make something like that happen? I would be comfortable with the third and a five. I really don't want them giving up a two. I don't think that they should give up a two. I think they should really stick with a, a third and a fifth and, and, and make it work. I saw Vic Tafer from The Athletic. He had put out a piece uh, on you know what it would take to go get Julio Jones, and he had mentioned a third-round pick and, and Keelan Doss. And I don't think that the Falcons would go for that. I think it would take uh, more than that to get Julio Jones. But, I mean, if they were able to give up a third and Keelan Doss, that'd be great. But I'd be willing to say a third and a fifth is, is fine. I'd be okay with that. You get Julio Jones. And then my second question, again, would just be, how would it work financially? And look, that's not even a question that I have to figure out. And it's not really for us. I mean, that's what teams do. Teams figure out how to get it underneath the cap if they want to. I just, because... I know that there's many elements to this game instead of just, you know, going and picking and choosing like it's a fantasy football. It's not fantasy football. You know, you've got to be able to make it work financially. So, again, I'm not the one who's going to be affected by it. The team is. They've got capologists. So, I mean, that's let, let it be known that if, if that's your biggest concern is just how would it work financially, just know that the team can figure it out. One of the ways they could do it is they could restructure other guys on the on the roster. And the one thing with that is if you do that, it's basically like a credit card payment. Like you could pay with your credit card, but at some point you got to pay the piper. You've got to pay the deal. So if you push and restructure, you're going to push down some payments further down the road. But if you're trying to win right now, then fine. That, that shouldn't matter to you, you know, because it's all about this year. Also, they can give Derek Carr a contract extension. If they did that, it would lower his salary cap and it would give them some more space. So there's other guys in other situations they could do. There's plenty of ways they can make it work. I just was kind of like wondering. Those are my two questions. But as far as going and getting Julio Jones, I'm not against it at all. And again, I think it would open things up for Darren Waller, open things up for Henry Ruggs. I think it would make that offense so much more dynamic and, and make it so a team can't just shade over on Waller or shade Henry Ruggs. They would have to play him straight up defensively, and that would be tough. So I would be all for it as long as they were able to go and, and make it work. I mean, similar to what they did with Antonio Brown, I thought that they were going to have to give up one of their first-round picks, and they, they flipped him for a third and a fifth. So if that's the deal that you're going to go make, by all means, go ahead, go at it. I, I'd be fine with that. So I just wanted to kind of clear up my my stance on Julio Jones and if I'd want the Raiders to go make a move for him. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, got to give David Irving the business. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to full on smoke him, but I mean, it's I, I got to give him some business, man, because David Irving uh, for another year again, not just with the Raiders, but so far in his NFL career, has been has become a disappointment in a major major way. So that's coming up in segment number two. Before I get into that though. I do want to tell you about Credit Karma. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance of transfer limits apply. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. It's time to talk about David Irving, defensive lineman released on Friday by the Raiders after him talking to JT the Brick and saying how much he was ready to go out and prove it. It's not about what, uh, you know, what everyone thinks or what he thinks. It's all about what he can do. He's got to go out there and show it. He's got this opportunity. He can't wait to be a champion. He's a winner. I mean, he went on and on and on. I did a breakdown of the damn interview for the podcast. Really good stuff. And I've said so many times. David Irving, from the minute that he was a Kansas City Chief to the minute he was a Cowboy to the minute he was a Raider, I keep saying this guy has all the potential in the world, but potential don't mean squat if you don't push yourself to go and do it and be somebody. And I always question. I always, every time I do an interview and people ask me about the defensive line, how do you think it's going to work? And I keep saying, you know what? A hidden gem or a guy who could end up being, you know, a wild card factor in this whole thing is David Irving. If, If he can figure it out. If he can get his mind right and really go to work, he could be the, you know, the dude. And he can line up at so many different positions, inside, outside. It doesn't matter. I mean, he literally is an athletic freak. Similar to, and I'm not, I, I hate to say this comparison because someone's going to think that I'm saying he's so sticking good, but almost athletic like LeBron James, where you just look at LeBron James and say, this dude is so athletic, he could do pretty much anything he wants to do. That's David Irving in a nutshell. He could do anything he wants to. But what's not like LeBron James, where LeBron actually goes to work and works on his game and works on being a student of the game and works on being great, David Irving doesn't. David Irving rolls out of bed sometimes and says, all right, I'm going to go get three sacks. And then he'll go and get three sacks. And then he rolls out of bed and says, I don't even want to play in this game. And then he's basically a no-show. He's just hot and cold. So I thought with the Raiders, you know, re-signing him, uh, and giving him another opportunity and, and them having him a whole offseason, he was going to show something. Well, lo and behold, on Friday, he gets released. Crazy, crazy. I mean, just I feel like I'm talking about Chris Warren III again. And anyone who's a new booty and hasn't been listening for that long, Chris Warren III was signed by the Raiders in 2018. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent out of uh, UT, out of Texas. And he just... Kind of sat there, and he had a really good, uh, a really good preseason, but he just wasn't able to do anything. So they put him on the injured reserve, and they said he had some kind of foot injury. But really, they just stashed him away. They had stashed him away, and was really allowing him to have a whole off season to prepare, get his body into shape, and, and go out there and be the dude. And then he got released early in 2019 because he just hadn't done his part, which was, you know, put in the work. And it's funny, if you go and look up Chris Warren III, he hasn't done squat in the NFL since. I mean, he just hasn't. He's just, it's one of those situations. Well, David Irving, the only reason he's different is because he's such a big and he could be such a great defensive player. He just doesn't have the want to. He doesn't have enough want to. And so that's, it's really sad, man. And I I said I wasn't going to smoke him. But I think I'm going to have to smoke him here. And the reason is uh, Jazzy Jeff from the Bay. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know Jazzy Jeff is the guy who hit me up and said the Raiders were going to take Alex Leatherwood. Well, they did. you know. And then he also hit us up and said the first game of the season was going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Well, he hit me up on Friday on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693, and he, he sent this text. What's up, Q? Jazzy Jeff from the Bay with some more intel on the release of David Irving. He's only been into the Raiders headquarters once in the last four weeks. So he's skipping out on meetings and walkthroughs. Plus, he's not really into the game like a dedicated guy should be. That's from Jazzy Jeff from the Bay, who uh, has a buddy that works with the Raiders, and I guess he plays Call of Duty with them. And so uh, it's, it's funny how you tie all these things together, but it's been working, and Jazzy Jeff has been spot on with everything he's told us. So I'm just going to go ahead and roll with it. I, you know what would be funny? If Jazzy Jeff from the Bay is really like John Gruden. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if, like, John Gruden was just sending messages and giving an alias name? That'd be awesome, but that's a whole other side story. Either way you look at it, it, it just sounds like the want-to wasn't there. 
You know, and Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review Journal, also Raider Nation Radio, just said, hey, uh, it, it wasn't a good fit. It was time to move on. So, I mean, how is it time to move on when it's May? You know, I know they have a lot of defensive line rotation, but if you don't have the want to to get it done in May and show up consistently to the headquarters, yeah, I can see it. I can see why it's time to move on. But what a shame. I mean, just absolute what a shame. The dude had an opportunity to be somebody. They gave him another chance, and he just can't get it done. Vinny put out a piece on the Las Vegas Review-Journal, and I'll just read a couple pieces of it. Uh, It didn't help that Irving has not been participating in the in-person, on-field portion of Phase 2 of the Raiders offseason program. Uh, Given Irving's checkered pass, he was suspended indefinitely in March of 2019 by the NFL after repeated violations of the league's substance abuse policy. He was considered a bit of a long shot when the Raiders signed him last October uh, after being reinstated and when they re-signed him last February. The hope was he'd be ready to seize an opportunity to get his career back on track. If things broke right, they were hoping he could provide the 56 tackles and 12 and a half sacks he gave the Cowboys in his 37 games in Dallas. So ultimately, he just wasn't able to get it done. And that's, again, that's just, that's bad when you have to try to push a guy who's supposed to be a professional to have the want to and the desire. And I don't know, and there's been a lot of people hitting me up either by way of Twitter or the, the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line and say he, he cares more about weed than he cares about the game. He wants to be a, you know, like he wants to sell weed and check out his Instagram. I, like, I don't have Instagram. And... I don't know what his other his other goals are in life. I don't know what he wants to do. But clearly being a dominant football player is, is not one of them. They're not at the top of his agenda. I don't care what he says. And again, he, he, he pulled one over on everyone. I was believing it. After that interview with JT, I was believing, okay, this dude knows the, the, the opportunity he has, and he really only might have this last opportunity before everyone just writes him off and says, okay, you know what? This guy's just never going to get it. Well, at this point now, I'm absolutely just writing him off. It's just... Not going to happen. So now you look at what the Raiders have on the defensive line. You know they got Jonathan Hankins. They got Quentin Jefferson. They got Darius Phylon. Solomon Thomas comes over from the 49ers. Niall Scott is there. Uh, Darius Steeles was an undrafted free agent out of West Virginia. He's there. So they have some rotation right there. Now they just don't have that guy who's the dominant player. I was hoping David Irving could help with uh, Max Crosby on one end, Unique Ngakwe on another end, or Cleve Farrell on another end. You know, I thought he was just going to be that push in the middle to help the edge rushers out a whole lot better. But obviously, he's just not going to be that guy. So now, you you know, you look at the other guys and say, all right, you got to step up. Someone's got to step their, their game up. And look, I'll tell you this. I mean, I know a lot of fans, and I know that I was kind of looking at, at uh, David Irving saying, hey, I hope he could figure it out. But I'm sure that the Raiders already kind of knew there was a chance that he was not going to figure it out. And so, uh, again, man, just having to release them they're not trying to force it I, I and I can appreciate that they're not saying hey you have to make this work we're going to keep on pushing you and pushing you and pushing you if the dude don't want to be there then let him go so I respect the fact that they let him go and just said this ain't going to work we're going to concentrate on the guys that do want to be here and the guys that do want to be great and we're going to try to try to try to make everything work with these dudes so I'm okay with it I just think it's such a waste I mean a waste of a, a dude with so much talent and again it just kind of feels like to me it feels like going all the way back to Chris Warren the third and how he just blew that opportunity and he hasn't done squat in the NFL since then just nothing absolutely nothing nobody wants to do anything with him I mean he's a running back slash H back slash tight end whatever you want to call him uh you know he wasn't really even used that much at UT uh, under coach Herman so uh, that's just it's just guys like that man they're they're so athletic and and you want them to do well but they don't want to for themselves so if they're not going to want to then at some point people are just going to throw in the towel so uh, I didn't think I was going to smoke David Irving, but after getting that text message from uh, Jazzy Jeff in the Bay, I just got to go ahead and hit that button one time. You just got smoked.
Boom, there it is right there. Had to smoke the man David Irving. And it's funny that we're saying smoke the man David Irving when he's talking about it, when a lot of people are talking about he likes weed more than he likes playing football. So there you go. I guess it's kind of appropriate that he got smoked because that's all he's apparently he really cares about is getting smoked or smoking, getting high and doing what he do. So uh, unfortunate, a guy that, you know, a lot of people had high expectations for is just not going to be part of it. But that's how it goes sometimes. And it just is what it is. So David Irving, no longer a member of the the Raiders and they'll just roll with the guys that they have there maybe they'll bring in a guy or two here and there but for the most part you know who the dudes are going to be and uh, we've talked about them already Hankins Jefferson Phylon Thomas Scott and possibly Darius Steeles as well so that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast coming up in segment number three your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 that is the number before we get into that though I do want to tell you about Built Bar Built Bar has nine delicious flavors right now that they're concentrating on. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So basically, there's something for everyone. I'm really a big fan of the coconut almond, and it's funny, when I started talking about Built Bar, I feel like back in the day, I feel like it's been two or three seasons now that I've been talking about Built Bar. I always told you that coconut almond was my favorite one, and I'm not a I'm not an almond joy guy. I'm not even really a big coconut guy, but... It is good. It's a really, really good flavor. Coconut almond, that's one I definitely uh, recommend to everyone. But occasionally, they'll also have a limited time flavor. Right now, it's that birthday cake with sprinkles on it. They have that. So if birthday cake is your is your bag or you think it's your bag, you really like that that flavor, you can go get that right now at BuiltBar.com on, on a limited time basis. So go check it out today, BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15 is going to save you 15% off your order just like that. If you don't know which one you want, maybe you get a mix box. You'll get two of each of the bars. That'll be 18 total bars and you'll still have a great taste of protein bar. Plus, it's really, really good for you. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 is going to save you 15% off at checkout. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to jump into your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Been getting a ton of feedback at 707-654-4693. First up, got a call from Brother Marquise at a 305 rep Miami one time. He's calling to talk about getting Julio Jones in a trade, and he's pretty fired up about the situation. Here he is, Brother Marquise at a 305. Damn it, Q. Brother Marquise, I was, you know, trying not to get sucked in to the Julio Jones stuff. You know, we've talked about it on the chat a lot, and I think the guys on the chat are, are well aware of how I feel about bringing in Julio Jones. And that is do what you got to do. Bring them in. And, you know, I get all the, the, the concern. I get all the concern about um, where you're going to get the money from and so on and so forth. But I don't care. I don't care where you get the money from. I, one legitimate question. Who on this roster is so good that we can't cut him to make room for Julio Jones? And I know there's ramifications and dead cap and all that kind of stuff, but I'm just saying in general. Who are, who are we so concerned about? Hey, we got it. We don't have the money for him. Who are we so concerned about keeping? I mean, really. There's like a handful of three or four or five guys that are really, if we, if you said, hey, you got to cut this guy to get rid of, get rid, to bring in Julio Jones, I wouldn't be like, okay. I mean, seriously. We're not riddled with all pros. So, anyway, that being said, the other question is, 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 where, you know, where his, uh, where he is he at now as a 32 year old wide receiver? 
and I know I was listening to the pod that you put on, and you were talking about, and they were talking about how um, he's not a top five wide receiver anymore. I, I don't know if he's not. I mean, you know, maybe he's not. But I know one thing: he puts up, he puts up thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred yards every year, and he was on pace still for fourteen hundred yards last year if he didn't get hurt. So I don't know what a top five wide receiver is, but if that's top ten, I don't know. Then then we must have a top a top ninety because we ain't got nobody coming close to fourteen hundred yards, probably combined. So that you know, I guys, it's not it's not a question for me. It's not a question. You bring that guy in, no doubt. If you have an opportunity to bring him in, the, from what everyone is speculating, the draft compensation is not going to be that 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 heavy. You know, if you've got to bring him in for a second round and a fifth, or or you know a third and a fourth, or whatever you got to do, we're trying to win, and that guy will help you win. The defense is 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 a is in project in process of getting better, but what you know what really makes the defense really good having a spectacular offense. And Julio Jones can take that offense over the top. All right, guys. Love you. Hope you guys are all enjoying the, enjoying the offseason. We're coming around quick. Brother Marquis, out. There he goes, Brother Marquise in the 305, rep Miami one time, talking all things Julio Jones. And, yeah, like I said in segment number one, man, I'm not against the Raiders making a move for Julio. I'm not at all. I just was interested in what they'd have to give up and how they would make that work financially. Julio, in my opinion, at this stage of his, his career, is probably not a top five guy, but he's definitely a top ten. I, if healthy, I'd put him in the top ten. But, I mean, you got Stephon Diggs out there. You got DeAndre Hopkins out there. Uh, you got uh, uh, Devontae Adams out there, who a lot of Raider Nation is talking about him. Maybe he'll be available. Allen Robinson, obviously he's out there. Keenan Allen's really, really good. I mean, there's a lot of really good wide receivers. I would definitely put him up there, though, uh, in the top 10, no doubt about it, at age 32. So, yeah, I mean, he would he would be the Raiders' number one wide receiver immediately if they made that move for him. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you, my guy. Next up, we got a text from Raider Wise from the 423. Said, what's up, Q? What's up, Nation? First, I just want to say I greatly appreciate your work. You're an oasis for us fans out here dying of thirst for Raiders content. I just wanted to touch base on a couple things. Like the majority of us, I was hoping David Irving would turn out to be one of those dudes on the front line that could change the face of the defense. But David loves cannabis far more than he likes football. Have you seen his IG page? Hopefully he finds meaningful employment in that realm. The next thing is DC. I believe Derek Carr has all the abilities needed to be within that top five to top ten quarterback range. But ever since the ankle injury, he's been less gunslinger and more game manager. I know a lot has to do with Gruden's offense, but check out this stat I came across a few months ago. The Raiders had the fewest numbers of completions and attempts to wide receivers in the league last year. He did take more chances downfield last year than in 2019, but those numbers have to improve this year. I tried to make this as short as possible. Sorry. Anyhow, go Raiders. That's from Raider Wise from the 423. Thank you so much for that text, my man. And yeah, the thing about it is when you have a Darren Waller who is a tight end by title, but he's basically your wide receiver, your number one wide receiver. You're going to have less targets to your wide receivers. You're going to have way more targets. I mean, if you look at the targets that that, uh, that Darren Waller had in, in 2020, he had 145 and he had 107 catches. So there you go. I mean, that's a huge chunk right there of your targets, and that's not going to a wide receiver that's classified as a tight end. So that stat, as much as it does make sense, it's still – it's kind of thrown off a little bit because, again, Darren Waller is a tight end by name, and so that's going to that's gonna kind of skew that, that stat. And it kind of goes back to what I say about numbers. You can always dress them up. You can always work the numbers. I think the person who's got the best job in life is an accountant because you can always work the numbers to, to make it 
uh, favor what you wanted to favor. But uh, I think, and that's not saying that you did that. I'm just saying that that's some of those stats that are being thrown out there. You got to take into consideration that the number one target for Derek Carr with the Raiders is a tight end. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for that. Definitely appreciate you. Next up is a call from Eric in NorCal. He's calling to talk about multiple things, including the defense and the offense. In particular, John Gruden's play calling. Here he is, Eric in NorCal. What up, Q? Eric in NorCal. Just uh, wanted to talk to you about, I want to talk about the defense. Like We obviously know it needs work, but what about the offense? Everyone's saying the defense needs work, which it did. And everyone's saying how, how is Gus Bradley's defense going to be much better than Paul Gunther's? Well, you know what? Gus Bradley's defense is a lot more simplified. And like you said, they don't have to think. They can play faster. And Paul Gunther's defense was just a good show. Let's be honest. But one thing that needs to improve beyond the defense is John Gruden's play calling. Like, I sit there and watch every game, and I can call every play throughout the throughout the game. Like, yeah, let's just run the ball up the middle. Oh, he's going to do a quick out. He's going to, you know, literally the most predictable play calling I've ever seen. He doesn't use Henry Ruggs correctly. Everyone knows Derek Carr throwing a Waller. Like, you got to mix it up a little bit. The offense needs to improve as well. The defense, on paper, looks better. Hopefully, Gus Bradley turns that around. But sometimes I just shake my head last year at some of this play calling the Gruden has, and it's just it's frustrating. Like I don't know if he needs to get another offensive-minded coach in there, or he needs to look at game film from these players coming out of college. Like he needs to try to build around them a little bit more. But it's just. John Gruden makes me shake shake my head sometimes, man. I don't know. Literally, the most predictable play calling I've seen. And something's got to change. Hopefully, he can use the players better. And um, I'd like to see Ruggs get the ball a lot more this year. Hopefully, he uh, studies some Alabama film and gives them the ball. So, that's my thoughts. I, uh, I'd like to see a lot more improvement out of the offense. There's tired of seeing him getting... Shut, shut out on certain shorts. It's frustrating. Anyways, Q, thanks. Raider Nation, out. There he goes. That's Eric in NorCal. And, yeah, man, the offense obviously needs to continue to evolve. It is good, but it could be great. And, and it needs to continue to strive to be great. And that includes bringing players in to help make that offense even better. So uh, there's a lot of things. And there's a lot of times I remember Raider Nation being frustrated by the play calling, looking at it and seeing how predictable it was. I mean, there, I don't know how many times I sit there and say, okay, this is what's going to happen. It's third and one. I know what play's coming here. Or here comes a fullback dive here. Or here comes a handoff to Josh Jacobs at the goal line. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of times. So they've got to continue to evolve that. A lot of that is on John Gruden. A lot of that is, uh, you know, getting Henry Ruggs more involved, like you mentioned. But Henry getting involved is a lot on him as well. He's got to step his game up. There's a lot of blame to go around for guys that didn't really perform up to the where they were expected to, the level of expectations. Brian Edwards is another guy. You know, can he stay healthy? Can he get onto the field and stay onto the field? If he can, wow, there's another addition to the team that you, you can't really account for. I mean, he could be a stud. But, again, he's got to be on the field, and he's got to be able to stay on the field. That's probably the biggest key there. So thank you so much for that, uh, that call. Appreciate you. And we'll close things out with a text from Raider Ed in Orange County. It says, hey, what's up, Q? This is Raider Ed from Orange County. I hope Raider Nation had a good weekend. I watched the hockey playoffs because it's my second favorite sport, but football is my first. The hockey playoffs got me thinking about one thing, though, and that is I hope we get to see our Raiders in the playoffs in the near future. I'm always positive about it. 
Q, I want to share my thoughts about David Irving getting cut from the team. It sucks what happened, but he blew his opportunity. As a player who's trying to get his career back on track, it doesn't seem like he was dedicated and wasn't giving in his all. I feel like Coach Gruden and Mayock are sending a message. If you're not willing to put in the work and you don't want to be here, then you will get released. That is not a bad thing. I'm with it. All right, Q, as always, thank you very much, my man. Have a good and safe week. Raider Nation, that is from Raider Ed in Orange County. And when it's, as far as it goes with David Irving, I agree with you 100%. I'm so glad that they did not just hold on to him and try to force him to be the guy that they expected him to be if he doesn't want to be that guy. Again, like you said, he's trying to get his career back on track, and it's like he gives no dams about being there. And so, hey, if he don't give a damn, why should we give a damn, right? There's another dude out there that's willing and, and wants that opportunity, so let him go get it. The, the problem is there's not a lot of dudes that are athletic freaks like David Irving, but at this point, it doesn't really matter. His big athletic ability isn't getting him anywhere because he's not using it. So there you go. It is what it is. In the hockey playoffs, I'm not a big hockey guy. Playoff hockey is fun. Playoff hockey is really, really fun. It's so intense. It's a, it's a whole nother level up. So uh, I enjoyed it all weekend long. Matter of fact, hockey and basketball, it was really great. So uh, I'm, I'm all aboard. I'm ready to go. Ready to rock and roll. And man, it would be great to see the Raiders in the playoffs, especially with the Vegas Golden Knights doing what they're doing. It'd be great to see both teams in Vegas playing top-notch ball and, and just having a, a great foundation there in that city. So thank you so much for that text, my man. I appreciate you. Thanks, everyone, for the calls and texts and all the feedback on the show on the daily. I definitely appreciate that. So coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have more calls and texts throughout that Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. I'm still trying to lock in a guest. I had a guest that was lined up for the end of last week, and it kind of fell through at the last second. So still working on a couple guests for the show. And uh, we'll see what we do, but we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about. Please believe that as we continue to truck through this offseason. So until then, Raider Nation, stay safe, do what you got to do, take care of your family and your loved ones, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.